Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Atiba D'Souza. Atiba started his career in internet-based search in 1996. In the early 2000s, he consulted for several government and military departments and led teams that designed and built search tools. After almost 10 years in the government sector, Atiba turned to the private sector and the growing SEO field. Using a unique method of blending storytelling with search keywords, Atiba has helped rank over 10,000 pages on Google's page one for various search terms. When he is not geeking out on the latest SEO principles and trends, Atiba is a man of God, husband, father, and IG food influencer in the Washington, D.C. area. Atiba, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for having me, man. It's great to be here. You and I know we tried to do this before and had some technical issues. So this was the time you and I were supposed to be together. So let's rock. Let's do it, man. All right. So listen, you have had a pretty storied background, right? You know, working for government agencies, you know, kind of expecting that working in our nation's capital. But, you know, you have put a unique spin on it, you know, uh, by focusing on the video aspect as opposed to just, uh, you know, the jockeying keywords and getting pages to rank for God knows what. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Well, first off, I mean, you said 1996, man, and I felt real old when you said that. Ancient, right? (laughs) But it's true. Yes, I've been around a long time in the SEO uh, space, in the search space of building search engines and mastering search technology. And, you know, after my time in in the government and coming back into the private sector, it really was trying to figure out how to help business owners just like you who have a great product, a great service, but get buried by super smart marketers in Google search, how to get you to page one so your ideal customers can find you. And what we realized is in order to do that, we had to help you master understanding your audience and content strategy. And so that's a lot of what we do. And so what we've done now is taken those principles that we used for really 13, 14 years, and now we apply that to video and creating video content. So the medium has changed, but the theory is still the same. If you know your customer really well, and create content that truly resonates, which our process helps you get there, you're going to be able to reach and affect more customers more efficiently than anyone else in your field. You know, first of all, I'd like to break out the obvious here, right? When you go and search for a specific search term, I don't know, men's suits, NLP training, you know, what have you, right? 
basically what's going to happen is, you know, Google's going to show you the paid ads on top, which is fine. You know, people are paying to be up there. It's going to show you mm-hmm. a splattering of, uh, of organic and, you know, seven times out of 10, it's going to show you a list of YouTube videos, which, which also rank for those search terms, right? Right from the yeah. search engine, right? And what yeah. happens is that, you know, conversely, if you go directly to YouTube, that search bar is equally as powerful. You can look up anything for any product, you know, for any kind of review, any kind of demonstration. I mean, I call it, yeah. you know, I call it the university of YouTube, right? Because you can yeah. literally get an MBA degree, you know, just by watching some of those videos if you choose wisely. Yes, absolutely. Why do you think that the video part, though, you know, is the main driver? And, you know, why are so many people still afraid to use it? Well, that's a massive question. <laughs> wow, that's a massive question. So, number one, let me, let me go back a little bit. So, something happened in 2020, which I don't remember what it was right now, but I think it was pretty major. Maybe y'all remember what happened in 2020. But because of this thing that happened in 2020, we all were faced with the reality of sitting on our couches with these things in our hands, and we had a choice. We could either watch or we could read. And bar none, we chose to watch. Bar none, we chose to watch. And so that accelerated the, the, the proliferation of video in the marketplace because of what happened in 2020. That's, that's number one, okay? Number two, it works so well because there is no other content medium that you can create that will connect directly with your viewer-like video. Even right now, you're listening to me, you're watching me, you can feel me. You can connect with me. You're making a judgment right now of that guy's full of it or that guy actually is really passionate. You can't get that from just reading words on a page. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, once you see me on video or once you talk to me, I know that I'm toxic to one to two out of 10 people, right? I just know it, like, you know, move on. It's all good. And what happens is that, you know, like when you are watching me on video and when you are watching me interview people, when you go and put this content out there, your passion comes through comes out in your diction. It comes out in the way you talk. It comes out in the way you present and the way you, you know, you interact with other people. And what happens is that it's so much easier to do that than to actually sit down and read through it, which is why, you know, podcasting came up, you know, relatively quickly because you can get really intimate with people just by sticking these little earbuds, you know, and you are literally existing inside their head instead of having to like sit down on the couch, make sure no one's bothering you and, you know, and actually reading stuff. But talk to me a little bit about why you think that this is the new way to go and not just another fad, not just something that we're going to have to, you know, like we're going to have to learn and it's going to be good for another two, three years and then go away like MySpace. Wow. Okay. So first off in 2018, I started talking about this. Okay. And, and I said in 2018 that video was the future of marketing. And uh, cause I believed looking at what was happening on Instagram, looking at what was happening in YouTube, looking at what was happening even on TikTok at that time, that people were going to want more video. And then 2020 hit and it, and it sped that up. Now you're going to say, okay, that's all great and, and wonderful. But there are a few more things that have happened that most people don't know have happened. Or if you do know, you don't understand the significance. And today, right now, I hope 
that you understand the significance of a few things that have happened since 2020. Number one, Google came out, and you you alluded to it just now, Jeff. Google came out and they said, hey, listen, at least 60% of our database, we want to show a video first on page one. We want video content on page one for at least 60% of our, our, our database. So Google is saying, we want more video. That's number one thing that happened. Number two thing, major thing that happened was in order to facilitate this and some other things, Google poured $800 million into YouTube shorts, not YouTube as a whole, but one little section of YouTube called YouTube shorts, $800 million in 2022 went into YouTube shorts. And when I say went in, I mean into paying creators to create more content for YouTube shorts. That also happened. Then this was, this is the big one. This is the big one. And this is the one that most people, if you, you probably have never even heard this. And if you did, you probably ignored it. TikTok decided it wanted to go from being an entertainment platform to a search engine. TikTok now wants to become a search engine. And in 2022, for the first time ever, Google was unseated as the number one website in the world for about five days because of TikTok. TikTok believes they can challenge Google. And so we're about to have a war, my friends. We're about to go into a war, my friends, between Google and TikTok over video. When you're in war, industries that do really well are those who produce ammunition because both sides need it. In this case, the ammunition is the video that you create. You know, what's interesting is that for those here in the U.S., and I don't know if they ran these commercials in uh, outside the U.S., but, you know, TikTok did these uh, did this whole flight of com- uh, TV commercials, actually, you know, with the hashtag TikTok taught me, right? Where, you know, you want to learn how to make pasta. You want to learn how to tie a tie. You want to learn, you know, a specific skill. And what they actually got people to do was to think in terms of shorter form content. None of these 15 minute yeah. explainer videos where I'm going to walk through with screenshots. Da, da, da. Most of these videos on TikTok these days are, you know, people are talking faster. They have the captions that pop up. You know, they try to make them visually engaging, very fast cuts. And they're trying to make it so that, you know, in a very short and encapsulated amount of time, you can make a video that gets the point across and it. And it's actually amazing how you can do the same search on YouTube and the same, and then on TikTok and see a concept demonstrated in two minutes versus 20 minutes on a, you know, on a normal yeah. video. Uh, so what I was going to ask you was like, how do you do this? Like, how do you rank these videos then? Because this is not the yeah. same type of, uh, you know, search engine ranking that you're doing, you know, which with keywords, this isn't just a, a matter of, you know, creating a great title, having a good description you know, there's some more magic that needs to go into this, right? So how does so that here, look? You know, like when you're creating yeah. a video, how do you make it so that it's, uh, you know, that's pe- not necessarily go, goes viral. Everyone wants to go viral. You know, I'm so sick of that term. You know, it's like, how do you make it so that it gets ranked so that, you know, the people that you're intending to see it actually, you know, actually get to see the video that you created? So here's the beauty there, Jeff. It's actually easier to get video to rank than it is and it ever was to get written content to rank. Why is that? 
Now, what, but, but first of all, I just want the audience to sit, sit with that for a moment because I know that's a bit of paradigm shifting. And I know that's not something that you've heard before. And I'm going to illustrate it for you, but I want to tell you a story first. And here's a story that I'm going to tell you. The stories of, of Matthew. Matthew heard me say what I'm about to say to you about eight weeks ago. Okay. Uh, we were in a group setting and someone asked a question. I answered it with the answer I'm about to give you. Matthew, a few weeks later, decided, I, I don't like everything that Atiba says. I'm only going to do two of the things that Atiba says. He did two of the points that I'm about to give you. And he did it on a Monday. I saw Matthew Thursday of that week. We were at an event together. And Matthew, I didn't even know Matthew was listening to me at this, uh, at, when I said this. Matthew comes up to me in the lunch line of all places and says, dude, I got to tell you this. I took your advice that you gave to the group some weeks ago. I posted a video on Monday. On Tuesday, it was ranked number four on Google. And I didn't even follow all of your steps. Two weeks after that, Matthew sends me a message. He says, hey, I went back and I did all of your steps. And I posted a video. And three hours later, it was number one in Google. Dude, that's crazy. This is what I'm about to tell you. And these are the steps. It's real simple. You all ready for this? Go for it. And it's so much easier than written content. And it is crazy. But here we go. Here we go. Number one, you have to answer specific questions that people are asking. Your customers are asking questions. When they call you on the phone, before they become a customer, they ask questions. You know that. You have to answer those questions. So that's number one. Figure out what those questions are. That's going to be your content. You're answering those questions. Once you have that question, once you know what that question is, you turn on your camera and you answer the question. When you post the video, the title of the video is the question. The title is the question, exactly the way they would have asked it. Don't wordsmith it, don't try to clean it up exactly the way they would have asked it. Then when you get to the description, in the first two sentences of the description, repeat the question. Next, in your description, write. You know, one of the biggest misnomers that people tell you about YouTube descriptions is this. Write a description so that your viewer, after they read this description, will want to watch the video. Let me, have you ever read the description first and then watched the video? Never. No, no one does that. So it's dumb advice. Instead, write a description that talks exactly about what the video is. Everything you say, put it in the description. So we're not talking about putting the transcription into the description, right? No, we're talking no, no. we're talking about summarizing it. Yes. You know, making it so that if someone did not watch the video, they would understand what the video is about, right? Yes. But we're not talking about yes. just putting in a transcription or a word dump of everything that At you all. said. Okay. At all. Okay. But thank you for bringing up transcription because that's next up on the list. You must transcribe your video. And I know that there's that, that button inside of YouTube that says auto transcribe. Guess what? Yeah, it it's about 60 to 70% accurate. And that, you may say, oh, 60 to 70%, that sounds pretty good. It's not. But that 30 to 40%, you don't get to choose which words it's inaccurate about. And if those 30 to 40% of the words that you actually care about, you just screwed yourself. So, Transcribe the video. There are services and tools 
We love Descript. We use Descript every day. And it does it for us automatically. It will transcribe the video and give you the video back in the exact format that YouTube needs it. You upload that video, excuse me, you upload that transcript with your video. So we've got the title mastered. We've got the description mastered. We upload the transcript. We upload the transcript. And then this next one, this is the one that most people forget. This is the next one that most people forget. And it's the most basic of all of the ones. And most people forget it. Repeat the question multiple times in the video. When you hit record, tell people, I'm going to talk about this and repeat the question multiple times. Don't just say it once or worse or uh, that's a word today, by the way, folks, worse or uh, okay, dictionary of Atiba. You don't say the question at all. You must repeat the question multiple times. Those are the steps that Matthew followed. Three hours, he was ranked number one. You tell me any other method that you've ever heard of where you can rank on Google. No, oh, oh, oh. let me also tell you this because I know some of you are going to say, oh, Matthew must have a channel like Mr. B, so that's why. Matthew doesn't even have 100 subscribers yet. That is crazy. He doesn't even have 50 videos yet. That's crazy. When I hear stories like this, right, you know, the first idea is to think, oh, come on, that's BS. No, that ain't right. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, like anyone can show you these anomalies. Anyone can show you, you know, like, hey, you know, this happened and maybe his topic, you know, was so on point and had low competition. And there's probably 10 other factors that uh, really went into making this really into making this work. What about those who do not want to get their face on video, right? Get over it. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. You know, that's really funny. No, I'll tell you a funny story. Oh, when I was planning this podcast, right? I, at first I, I thought I was going to be a YouTuber, right? I went out and bought all the nice equipment. I'm, I'm geared up, right? And then I went and I tried to record a video. I couldn't get two sentences out edgewise. And what happened with me was... While I was trying to read off this script, which is probably the worst thing that you should be doing anyways when recording a video, the phone rang and it turned out to be a sales call and I forgot to hit stop on the, on the recording, right? Turned yeah. out that that half an hour call that I recorded myself doing was the most interesting piece of tape that I, uh, I, you know, that I recorded for myself. And that's when I realized talking to myself, for example, you know, just, you know, here in this, you know, in this room where no one's bothering me and, and what have you. Like it's really hard for me to do it. Right. But get me in front of somebody. Yeah. You and I can talk about this until tonight. Right. right? You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to do it now. It's very easy to say, get over yourself, Atiba, but, but how do you, do it? how do you actually do it? Yeah. Right. Because that's where I think the secret sauce is going to come in. So there are a couple of ways that you do that. And I know I said that kind of tongue in cheek there. And, and I'm also serious. You do have to get over yourself, but in, in all seriousness, in, in all seriousness, there are some of you out there who are not like Jeff and I, and you absolutely do want a teleprompter. And I know some people like that, and that's okay. And if you need to script it all out so that you can just read it and that's who you are, then that's fine because that's who you are. You got to be you, okay? Then there's some of you out there who the idea, like me, of reading a teleprompter, yeah, I'd rather pull my nails out than do something like that. 
And you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, so how do I deal with this? And, and I want to go back a bit and, and tell you this, that, you know, when you work with somebody like me, one of the first things that, that someone like me is going to do with you is talk about who your audience is and really get an understanding of your audience and really help you become obsessed with your audience, your ideal customer. Okay, because that's who your audience is. That's who you want to talk to. You don't want to talk to somebody who's not going to buy from you. You want to talk to your ideal customer. You don't want to talk to somebody who's going to say, yeah, I want to buy, but I don't have any money. You want to talk to your ideal customer. So we're going to help you become obsessed with your ideal customer. We're going to put a name to that ideal customer. And then you're going to talk to them on camera. I've been doing this since 2007, getting on camera. And every time I get on camera, there's still somebody on the other side, fictitious, that I'm talking to. I'm talking to them. I pretended they asked me the question, just like you said, and now I'm on a call with them and I'm answering the question. I'm talking to them. Now, if you don't have a great imagination, no problem. No problem. Then you get somebody to feel the question for you. Get your spouse, get your child, get a coworker or hire somebody like me. This is one of the big things that we do for our clients is we get on and feel the question and we ask the question so that it's just a conversation to help you feel comfortable. And as I said, when I started, get over yourself. That is a really sage advice because at the end of the day, if you are that uncomfortable about getting up in front of a camera and monologuing, then you're right. I mean, that's like, listen, you know, you're, if you're dealing with someone with stage fright, if you're dealing with someone who just is not feeling it, then find a way to make it happen. And if it means that we have to put in, you know, two or three extra steps in order to edit the video so that we cut my voice out and it's only yours that's actually presenting and then make it happen. Then, hey, then that's really what you need to do. You know, you know, don't fight yeah. it, but you still need, but you still need to get that production out. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's really the big thing here is that, you know, you have to get this thing out as well as possible or as fast as possible. Now there yeah. is something to be said a little bit out of scope for this co uh, conversation about headless videos, you know, where you're just, you know, concatenating a bunch of stock photos and talking over it and things like that. That's fine. You know, if you want to talk about that, you know, the 10 best uh, moments in star Wars in the Andor series, I don't know, you know, things like that. Right. Well, okay. So that's an entertainment video, mm -hmm. but if you're creating video for business, if you're creating video for education, if you're creating video to help someone move along the sales journey, the buyer's journey, then it cannot be headless. They need you. Amazing. Amazing advice. Uh, Tiba, thank you so much for sharing that. Can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Absolutely. And, and Jeff, I got to start by saying thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for the opportunity and the space to be able to share this, because this is a message I think so many people need to hear. But now that you've heard it, it probably left you with a bunch of other questions. Jeff asked some really great ones, and I'm sure that there were one or two on your mind that he didn't ask. And you're like, dude, please ask this. Well, guess what? I want you to ask me that. So what I want you to do is go to meetatiba.com. That's meet Atiba, my first name, A-T-I-B as in boy, A.com. That's going to take you directly to my LinkedIn. When you get there, hit the connect button, not the follow button. Hit the connect button and then send me a message. Send me a message. Ask me your question. Let's talk human to human one-on-one. -on -one. Amazing. Atiba, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. 
you know, I, I, I think that video is one of those things that, you know, like you said, we do have to get over ourselves. We all have 4K cameras in the palm of our hands right now, right? And it is high time that we put them to use. So I really appreciate you breaking it down for us. Thank you for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.